Match Matt. Yo, it's Thanksgiving. Yeah, you heard me right. I didn't pronounce the T and the H, and I replaced it with a D. You know what I'm saying? So, for Thanksgiving, we got this great podcast with Mario, which also shot by Fred. It's the Thanksgiving hot box. Chill, relax. We shot this on 7 Mile, my nigga. Shout out to the dispensary. Shout out to everybody who gave us these pre-rolls, man. And this THC Kool-Aid. It's a lot of coughing in this in this episode, you dig? But, but, if you're not coughing, that means you're not breathing deep enough, my nigga. I don't even know if that makes sense, but fuck it. Matt. Hello, hello. Yeah. Audio level's working. <laughs> All right, y'all. Welcome to Match Matt. You know who I am. I just said my name, Match Matt, a.k.a. Kirk Danklin, a.k.a. T.D. Bakes, a.k.a. Martez Stewart. I go by many names, but we have a very special guest in here. Talk to him one time, Big Pimpin'. Man, what's good? What's good? It's your boy Mario, a.k.a. Sir Casper, a.k.a. In Out Them Walls. Make your jaw scream. Oh, God damn! Run to the motherfucker, dog. <laughs> I swear, when I, when I seen you change your fucking name on Twitter... You know what I'm saying? I seen them when you had the Shimmy Hendrix joint. Mm-hmm. I said, this nigga is funny as fuck. I said, it's, mm-hmm. I'm like, it's so much clever shit that could be done, man. Yeah, my fucking, uh, my Instagram name used to be Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, <laughs> 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 shit. But if y'all don't know, it's, ain't this the day after Thanksgiving? God damn, time is slipping away from me, (laughs) nigga, you know what I'm saying, it's two days after Thanksgiving, and since I I usually don't celebrate, in my personal heart, the murder of our indigenous people, I'm celebrating Thanksgiving, so, talk about what crew y'all thankful for today. Man, I'm thankful for this, for this, this Khalifa Kush, man, Mm. coming from the OG, Descendants, bro, Mm. it get me right. It got a nice little lemon flavor to it, nice little hint. It's a it's a nice hybrid. You feel me? Get me going to start it off, then mellow me out at the end. Mm, it's nice, man, I'm, and I'm thankful. Definitely thankful. Very thankful, man. I just like to say I'm thankful for Sour D. I'm not even a big Sour D smoker, but I just felt like at this time it was appropriate to get some Sour D. True. And I was like, you know, I might as well blow that bitch so. I'm thankful for Sour D. And I'm thankful for <laughs> <laughs> I'm thankful for this Kool-Aid. Yo, bro. Hey, Fred, bro, could you tell me about this Kool-Aid, bro? Bro. Weed Kool-Aid. THC. Kool-Aid. Like the greatest invention. God damn, niggas love this shit. Time. Don't even taste like no weed. Mm-hmm. I ain't even, I ain't I tried to taste that shit, but <laughs> I missed that bitch and the fucking shit got on my fucking pants and shit. And I was like, damn. I got weed Kool-Aid on my pants. I don't know how I'm going to explain this bullshit. Silly as fuck. I'm going to like I pissed myself. <laughs> some, on some dumb shit. No. My ball's going to be high, bitch. Come have my kids, nigga. <laughs> oh, man. Before I forget, man. Shout mm. out to Sister Stone. Shout out to Sister Stone mm. all the way in Chicago. Mm. Doing the same thing, man. Spreading knowledge. Spreading love. Spreading, spreading good vibes with this weed shit, man. Shout out to y'all three ladies. I would love for us to all just have a nice session and a conversation and just enjoy, you know, what the earth is giving us. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Man, so how you feel to be home, man? How often do you come home? Shit. I come home only on breaks. Like, only on breaks and I got to get documentation. How often do you come home? Same, bro. Sometimes, mm-hmm. like, 
this is the first time since freshman year that I've been in Detroit. Like, cause our break is six weeks long. Mm. Cause we're on a quarter system. Right. So we right. don't get out till mid June, but our break is a month and a half. So usually I will come home for Thanksgiving, then go back and work my internship and shit. Mm. But uh, I'm not with that internship anymore. So I'm here the entire time. And I love it, bro. Yeah, it's good to I be home. It. Were you here over the summer too? Yeah, I was over. I was here with summer zone internship. How do you feel about how the way the city is changing, man? Like when you look around, you see downtown and midtown. You even see our neighborhoods changing. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful thing to see it being cleaned up, but the thing is, it's not by us. Mm. It's not by our brothers and sisters. You feel me? It's True. a lot of white people coming in. You know what I'm saying, I see white people at eleven, shit, at eleven p.m. midnight walking their dogs like. What are you doing? This is Detroit. You do not do that <laughs> on Seven Mile. Walking like, your Yorkie. <laughs> exactly. Like, what's going on? But, I mean, shit. It's a whole cycle, bro. White flight is a real thing. Man. People need to people need to recognize. <coughs> real as fuck, dog. Like, I came back. You know, I worked for one of the places where really, like, I was an intern at one of the places that really did a lot of gentrification around this city. And I got into some type of trouble. God damn, God damn. <laughs> I got into some trouble because they was talking about the type of stores and shit they was bringing to the D. And I was looking at them, it was like top shit, like the shit you see in Somerset, not yeah. <laughs> like the other side, you know, where you, they really watching niggas at. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, yo, who the fuck is gonna be shopping here? Because it's, it's not the person I grew up with, you know what I'm saying? Like, you might have some good old scammers come in or some ballers every once in a while. But, like, the majority of downtown, like, remember when you go to downtown and you always see, like, a lot of homeless people mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. things like that. Like, I remember one summer I was here and I was talking to a homeless guy. You know, he was telling me that he was assaulted by police at some point in time. And I was like, this is when I was younger. But as I got older, I saw more and more people get swept off the block. Like, and I was like, oh, shit. And so now... I don't see no homeless. So I'm wondering, like, did they get homes? Are they displaced now? They get homes. They right. You know, we damn sure know they ain't get homes. You know what I'm saying? Like, this shit is really wild out here. Like, this shit is really fucking crazy. I feel like we need to at least defend ourselves. Like, the economic prosperity is good, but at the same time, we need to find a way to protect our homes. Like, preserve preserve our culture. I don't know, man. I feel like mm. they gonna find a way. Like. That's the most fucked up part. You ain't really got no defense against the shit sometimes. They just sweep you right up under that shit. Like, I heard they was uh, increasing, like, the lease price oh, yeah. on certain businesses mm-hmm. downtown. Property values going up. Homes and businesses, for sure. Just mm-hmm. to move niggas out. Yeah, hell yeah. You know it's a real thing when blacks have to go to the suburb because it's cheaper. Mm. Like, that's crazy. Like, just a few years ago, like, damn, the suburbs, that's hella expensive. Like, the big-ass cribs. Now... We have to go to the suburbs because we cannot afford to live in the city. Like a one-bedroom apartment downtown is like twenty-one hundred a month, and little as fuck as hell. So if you got a family, you shit out of luck. Mm-hmm. You got to work for those family of companies that work down there, or or the state, or you you know or the you fucking through. Like I remember when I had that issue at the internship. I guess I had sparked the fire because this, this young lady stood up. And she was talking about, you know, her grandma being displaced from her home. 
you know, because her grandma was poor and the property values were rising. She couldn't start, she couldn't afford to live in her spot no more. But she been living there for years. Right. Living there for years. Found out her grandma lived right by where I went to high school at. You know what I'm saying? So thank you, thank you. But she was crying. And you know the wild shit? When I was there, I heard some people fucking chuckling in the back. Like, what? Yeah, they was like laughing. And I don't know if it was wrong time, you know what I'm saying, whatever. But I got pissed. And I turned around, I was like, yo, shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got real mad. Like, this shit is crucial. This is really people's lives. Like, imagine you being here since Coleman A. Young. Even before Coleman A. Young. Like, you know what I'm saying? Imagine you being there for so long. And then, as soon as, like, when you older, when you're supposed to relax, and you're supposed to chill, you know what I'm saying, enjoy how much time and work you put into your city, enjoy your home, mm -hmm. it's prospering again. You got to get out. Mm. Man. Nigga, you bought some shit. Yeah, dog. I'm already bloated. <laughs> Bro, we about to, I'm about to go to this DMX concert, nigga. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be so by this DMX concert. I'm gonna be singing Ja Rule, nigga. This bitch off the fucking D. Man, I'm about to go bar hopping and shit with my homie, man. Ooh, I'm feeling loose. Loose to the motherfucker. You gotta hit that Jamaican spot. Oh yeah, we do gotta hit that Jamaican spot. Niggas hungry as fuck. Nigga, Jamaican pot over there on Amon? Mmm. Like, what's in it? I never had that bitch. Bro, they got everything. And then they, they, they don't even, uh, they don't even scamp you, bro. They give good portions. How much they oxtails? Let me see. Bro, because I can kill. Them jerk chicken plates probably bacon. Hell yeah. Hey, any jerk and jalap tonight? Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. That shit is going. You going? No, I'm at the X concert. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if that bitch in, and I can pull up to that hoe, you can best believe. And they're like, swimming. Mm -hmm. I heard, I heard, first I heard a lot of people were going, and then I heard some, like, some weren't. My friend in Chicago actually sent me the flyer that shit, like, yo, you should go. I heard it's going to be cracking in Chicago, bro. Damn. Right. Hey, shout out to y'all niggas, bro. Hey, shout out to Dan, by the way, for really putting niggas here. I need to get this nigga on the show, for real, for real. Mm, 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 mm. So a lot of shit has been happening, y'all. Like, this world is really changing. Like, Donald Trump is the fucking president elect of the United States. Fidel Castro fucking died last night. Yo, this shit is wild. And we just legal. The war on drugs is ending. Mm hmm. What is happening? No. I don't know, bro. It's it shook. Bet you Donald Trump gonna put a hotel in Cuba now. That's the cause you see the you see the tweet that he made. Oh, yeah, was like so, so happy. Yeah, like Fidel Castro is dead. I'm like, yo, you are a world leader Cuba. now. Cuba is about to be his man. You are a world leader now, bro. Behave like one. Show some empathy. <laughs> and I see people arguing about Castro. You know, what I'm saying how they felt about him. To be honest with you, I ain't say shit because I know, but I don't really know. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm not a Cuban, like. I feel like because I don't have that experience, I really can't speak well on it. Because, like, <laughs> I need some fucking water. So. But, uh, I can't speak on it. It's not my experience. Like, out of somebody from, like, a country like the United States, which we all do have oppressed people. We are pretty oppressed here. But if we have a conversation with somebody from, like, Cuba, you know what I'm saying? Because they're living differently. So, like, we're viewing what they experience and we're making our opinion. And then. They viewing what we experience and they speaking their opinion. But I feel like sometimes we don't listen to what that other person is saying who's experiencing that issue. Yeah. Like that oppression sometimes. So I really feel like we need to take a time to listen. Like a lot of people are making like so so much statements. That's what the thing about social media is. Like 
you make impulsive statements. Like you don't have like everybody can see it. Like you don't take time and think like, well, maybe this isn't empathetic, or maybe this isn't me being kind, or maybe this isn't you know me choosing the right thing to say about the wrong person. Like I don't know. So how do y'all you know how y'all feel about that whole situation? Does is anybody like here like mad educated on Cuba? Because I'm gonna do some research. I'm not. Like I have a friend who does a lot. Like she goes to Cuba very frequently, mm. and she actually is like she leads or she started to lead like high school or middle school kids to Cuba so they can mm. learn about the the that uh, the diaspora. Mm. But I personally don't know too much. Like I know that all the cars. old as hell, you know what I'm saying? I haven't been able to get imports. <laughs> like, I know that there are, like, not everybody is living nice. Facts. There may be, like, you know, very few people who actually, like, live on some dumb rich shit. Mm. Damn near everybody's kind of, you know, I don't want to say on the same level, but I mean, that's the, pretty that's the premise, out. you know, yeah. that's what they want to do with communism. So I was thinking, like, as far as, like, that is concerned, um, <clears throat> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. mm -hmm. What is that? That's like mystery. Mm. It's very like pungent, like mm -hmm. they don't label this. It's kind of cheesy. Yeah, it might be blue. <laughs> Damn, blue I cheese. For sure feel like I'm eating Velveeta right now. That <laughs> 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 like, good macaroni and cheese, my nigga. <laughs> Sensational macaroni cheese. Oh, by the way, I had to. Man, first off, I want to. We in the hot box right now. If y'all niggas ain't hear me coughing the lung up a second ago. But shout out to the hot box radio show on WFAL and BGSU. Thank you, Danny, for having me on. I really appreciate you and your spectacular. So, what I wanted to get to, like now, since we just brought up, I brought up the whole entire radio thing. We have so many different mediums now. Like we have so many different mediums of getting like expressing what we want to do or who we are or why we do things out. Like, how do you guys feel about we have so many? Does it feel like it's really harder to focus on one and really push your brand on one? Like for me personally, mm -hmm. I'm trying to get popping on Instagram, but I had to delete my Instagram and I had to start a new one. So it's taking, you know, it's taking some time. But like my Twitter, if you see my Twitter, my Twitter is buzzing. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like. Do you feel like anybody ever has that media, those mediums balanced? Like, oh, I'm good on Twitter. I'm gonna get on Instagram. I'm gonna get my thoughts out on here. Like, you think anybody has that all down pat? Uh, I don't think so. Mm. I don't. No, nah, hell no. I definitely don't think everybody has it balanced. Mm -hmm. But I do having. I do think that having multiple platforms with different audiences within the majority of themselves and their own like respective right, mm -hmm. anybody can damn near make it in any type of way. Like, you can get famous off any outlet of social media. Like, you can make only funny-ass Instagram videos to get famous as hell. Mm. Funny-ass Twitter, Periscope, Vine, like, whatever it is that can, like, YouTube, whatever it is you can show your face, you're, like, you can get famous. Mm. I feel like fame now is, like, it doesn't have that same prestige for real. Yeah, because it's everybody so getting famous. Like you have local famous niggas, like regional famous. famous. Damn, everybody famous for doing something like one little thing. That is true, and it's fleeting. Mm -hmm. Like I had a conversation with a late, like two podcasts back about getting famous because she does YouTube videos and she's doing very well. 
so we were talking about that le level of stardom, you know what I'm saying? That level of like fame that people, like not saying that she hit there yet, but that people that she's noticed like it's hit and it disappears. Like it's not lasting. Like if you're not hot consistently, then you are gone. Like back in the day, like niggas could drop like albums or niggas could drop certain shit and you don't have to do it like consecutively. You don't have to hit people, hit people, hit people because they'll forget about you. They'll say you fell off and like you don't put an album out in a year right. or like, why isn't, you know, J. Cole putting an album out? It's only been two years, y'all. Like, sometimes music takes time. You know what I'm saying? Why is such and such, you know, not putting an album out this year? Well, they put out a mixtape like six months ago. Like, niggas got work going on. Like, I really feel with social media, the problem with that level of fame is it's not deep. It's not as deep. That's why we'll never get another Michael Jackson. Yeah. Like, Beyonce, the reason why Beyonce is so huge is because Beyonce came up. But like she was all she was a grown woman and knew how to run the game by the time she you know, by the time social media got to the way it was. Beyonce was already running the world when we was on Twitter going crazy. Right. Like, that's why I feel like we'll never have another Michael Jackson, because we won't have that mystery. Mm -hmm. Like we have the mystery of Beyonce. Like like we don't have the mystery of Chris Brown. I can bet you if we didn't know ninety percent of the bullshit Chris Brown has said and did because of social media or on social media. This nigga would be getting so much more. That's true. Mm -hmm. I, get, I agree. Yeah, it's, it's like it's it's fleeting now. Like it's really tough to be famous because not only is the mystery gone, but also you're not deeply rooted into the game. Yeah. Like when you become famous off like a video and shit, who do you know? You don't know any. You know you don't know a DJ. Mm -hmm. You don't know um, a TV producer. Because you are that one everything. You that one everything. All you gotta do it yourself. Bro, the computer. A computer will change a nigga's life. It's All power. you gotta do is know how to use it. But the problem is, once you get that thing, you don't know how to run it because you're not connected to people. Mm -hmm. You just to yourself. So you see these people with great talents, people who can sing and shit, and we see it on there. We see them doing great. Like, oh my God, this person is amazing. Right. Blah, blah, blah. One, two, three, they're so funny. But where they at? They gone. Because like, they don't have the backgrounds. They don't have the, the groundwork done. Because they already got to the top of the building. They already got the roof covered. Mm -hmm. But the groundwork ain't done, you did? Like, that shit is really, like, that shit is really wild to me. That's why I feel like I don't, I don't even want, I never even wanted fame. I wanted to be great. But the fucking, this fame shit is really wild and it's really evolving with social media. Like, we, we know what, we know who certain celebrities, like, we know what they titties look like. Niggas used to have to think about, like, damn, what does Rihanna titties look like? Nigga, I can pull out my phone and open some pictures of Rihanna titties right now, nigga, with the piercings in that motherfucker. You know, like, it's really wild now. Think about it. Fame is not as deep as it used to be. That's Man, really this is crazy. Like, I just took a class this quarter. Uh, it's called Literature and the Lect Literature and the Sacred. Mm. And it was really, like, it was a class about death, damn near. Ooh. And so he was like, uh... Before you leave this class, you will learn how to die before you die so that you can live completely and fully. And I was like, damn, that's kind of deep. Wow. And he talked about immortality, how we don't have that physical immortality, but people try to become rich. People try to become famous so that they can feel immortal. Mm. So that people can know them after they're gone. Mm. And it's like your average person, yeah, people going to remember you, but like down the line your family like lineage is gonna forget like how mm. we don't know all the way up like it's gonna kind of stop dropping down right. mm. but now we got social media shit they'll forever be on google mm. 
That's facts. That's facts because death is a scary thing to even like consider having. Because mm -hmm. it's, it's a mysterious thing, but everybody knows it's some form of end. Yeah. Right. And nobody like does it intentionally like oh i'm gonna do this so they can i can live forever with my name like mm. it's just something that we do mm. true i think human beings um fucking interaction with death is very interesting especially by race the our interactions with death mm -hmm. are very interesting like the way we view our lives like for example i noticed this and it's small you ever be driving and then white people always just walk in the street when you driving. Like, no matter how close you are, like, especially in my school, these white people will step out in the street like, like, bro, chill out. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if I hit you, I can't cover that. I can't cover you. Right. But you can also get hurt. You can also die. But I see when black people or other people of color are like cautious. They move a little differently. Like, you ever be in a room with people of color, and then something happened, and all y'all just go? Just back away from the situation. Yeah, because you used to having something about you in danger because of your identity. Like, it could be your life. It could be your job. Like, you're used to, like, you have some type of something to fear. Like, something to be aware of consistently around you. That I feel like a lot of more privileged white people don't have sometimes. Because you're not locked in that. You're not locked in that, you know, like yeah. you don't get like, oh, put on some shoes or you're going to get cold and you're going to fuck up your feet. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, you don't, you don't, you don't get maybe you shouldn't talk to this certain person or maybe you shouldn't go here. No, oh, chill out. That's not a good idea. You know what I'm saying? Like, because <clears throat> our relationship with death is different. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so wild because you ever tell your niggas to like be safe. Like all the time, legitimately, because it's crazy. Exactly, bro. It's it's always fucking crazy out here, like because we aren't safe, and we know we aren't safe. Like even if we're in safe environments, we personally will identify something in that room or that area that does not make us safe because we only feel safe and we feel that danger around. True. So it's like really fucking crazy to me. That's what I was. You talked about death. That really made me think about death. Like how your identity is like mm -hmm. because you're not at risk of death because you a lot of times because you're white like nine times out of ten you're not at risk of like i'm gonna kill him because he's white no Nobody. no i've never i never heard no bullshit like that ever Dan, did you hear about the like the cop not the cop but this white man that killed <laughs> that young boy because he bumped him in line i didn't he what the him, fuck? And then he was quoted saying, well, like, there's another piece of trash off the street. What the fuck is wrong? Hey, bro, people gonna stop shooting our fucking kids. And we gonna have to shoot y'all motherfuckers back, bro. Because I'm really, I'm really tired, bro. Like, when I saw Tamir Rice's fucking death on video, that shit traumatized me. Mm -hmm. But it took it a step further because I was in Cleveland one time. And it was Tamir Rice's birthday. And they were like, we're gonna, you know, do something for Tamir Rice's birthday. His family was there. And friends and people in the community. So I go, and this is, I'm not even paying attention. I'm low-key blow. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, it's going to be a lot for me to take this shit. And I go there, and when I walk closer, I see the bench, and I see the little awning. And, like, in my head, I literally, like, see, like, 
have a flashback to like the cop car pulling up and them just shooting him in the stomach. You know what I'm saying? I see it's like, I can like, like feel it, like play back, like his sister running up and then the officer picking her up and like throwing her ass, you know? Yeah. Like that's really like, that shit was some crazy, like some crazy shit. Like it fucked me up so fucking deep was like, yo, this shit can't pass no more, dog. Like this shit can't happen. Like what, you know, what do we do? Like, because not only like, not only will we be suppressed, we will be fucking annihilated, bro. Like, Niggas be talking about, we need a revolution right now. I'm like, no, pause, nigga. If we gonna start a revolution, we can start that bitch. We can start a revolution, but it has to be like, revolutions aren't something that's just like, spur the moments. Right. Like, they're planned, intricate things. It's progressive, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It takes time. What do y'all feel about that? Like, how do y'all feel about those certain situations and like, our responses or our, like, the way the way we process them? Honestly, I had to start watching the videos of us getting killed, man. Like, that shit was traumatizing. Mm. Like, it was to a point, I just didn't want to even go on social media. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm tired of us getting killed just because we breathing, just because we living. You feel mm. me? I shouldn't have to walk out of my house. I live in the ghetto. I live in the hood. Facts. I shouldn't have to walk out of my house where it's people around me that do worse shit. Just to go downtown to a place where I'm supposed to feel safe in my own city because it's more cop presence and I got to be more scared down there because mm. I might fit a stereotype. Damn, it's so, yeah, wow, the the world is really so crazy. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's crazy you said like a safe space, you know what I'm saying? Like just having to be in a place knowing you're going to be safe because you're around people that are like you but that are cool and you know you're good. Right. I was just on a panel a couple weeks ago and we talked about like safe spaces mm -hmm. on a college campus and shit. Mm -hmm. And fucking damn, he just lit another one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm thankful for the sour <laughs> Another one. <laughs> and it was like the white kids were like, you know, I don't have to walk around this campus because, you know, I don't ever feel the need for a safe space. Like I can take discourse, like I can take different things, but it's like when you go to a PWI, that school is your safe space. Mm. When you're black at a PWI, you literally need a place to retreat to so that you can express yourself with no judgment around other people. Mm -hmm. Because sharing your experiences and sharing your, your personal, you know what I'm saying, like situations in a very in-depth manner is very emotional. Mm. And you don't want to go through that. You know what I'm saying? Like, or you mm. can't go through that in any other place because your feelings will be invalidated. Mm. You'd be like, oh, why can't you take this? Mm. Why are you getting so mad? Like, what the fuck do you mean? Why am I getting <laughs> mad? Exactly. Like, you don't have to agree with what I'm saying. But if you can validate my feelings, if you can validate that and be like, you know, I understand, you know. And because of that, I won't do this. Like, right. it's simple. Like, it's really simple. Like, because you said, stop killing me, we gonna stop killing you. Because we said... You know, I can't breathe. I'm gonna let go so you can breathe. Right. Like it's a simple thing. Like it's simple. Like and it, it all goes down to the fact that we're not still seen as human beings, they and our kids are seen as adults. Yeah, I understand, man. They don't mm. live the life we live. Mm -mm. I don't right. care how much money you have. Mm. I don't care. You know what I'm saying what your name is. 
the white people were like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they really all kind of view the same for real. Hmm. Actually, I won't even say that. But there are, like, a lot of white people in America that will view you a certain way, but then treat you a different way in person. Mm. Because they know what your value is for real. Mm. But they don't really want to, you know what I'm saying, like, say that. So, they'll be your friend. They'll do whatever. But then there are a lot of allies as well within the white community. I will say that. Definitely, I got some great white friends. Like, yeah. we do all all the shit we doing right now is we do this and stuff. I don't let them say nigga and shit. You know, they be bugging, bro. I, I wish a motherfucker. I wish a motherfucker would. <laughs> I don't like. I don't fuck with that shit. How do y'all feel about that? Do y'all be around white people and they say nigga and y'all be like, never happened. Nope. Bro, and BG, these niggas would say nigga and think it'd be cool. I, bro, I almost had to beat this nigga ass at his frat house. I was mad as fuck. I was like, bro, you gonna make me flip on you. I don't wanna do that. Like, he was like, he said, I was like, look, bro, I fuck with you, but I'm gonna need you to not, alright? <laughs> like, don't say that shit. Don't let that shit come out your mouth. Nigga, like, the way I just said nigga to you, you don't say nigga to me or anybody else or any conversation or any context. Mm mm. Cause like even within the white community, like it's motherfuckers that are treated different. Like you know the LBGT community, mm-hmm. they get trashed on heavy. The Islamic community, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's separate from the white community, of course. But yeah, the Islamic community gets trashed on heavy. We don't ever talk about anti-Semitism a lot. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have that conversation sometimes. Like I feel like things have changed a little bit, but there's still like especially in the older generation. A lot of anti-Semitic shit going on. Like, I remember I was on, you know, we'd be on Xbox Live. Yeah. <laughs> little twelve-year-olds be like, "Damn, nigga!" Because <laughs> you, uh, because you was playing Halo and you beat them or some shit. Hell yeah! I just heard a lot of people saying "fucking Jew." I'm like, nigga, when did this become an insult? <laughs> like, I thought I was like, nigga, it's a culture of religion, nigga. Like, what? Like, when did when did that become an insult? Like. And I think, like, when you make insults for, like, somebody's, like, entire background, that proves you don't see them as, like, human. Because remember, y'all ever see the video my man's on? Fox News was talking about the um, alternate right, and my man's was talking about um, Jews not being, like, human beings. Did y'all see that shit? He literally said this shit, bro, like, asking if they were really human beings, like, if they weren't golems. I shit you not. I shit you not. Bright ass lights. Mm. It's just insane. Like how are, how are you thinking like this? Like have you not looked through history? Couldn't have. Couldn't have. Like what textbook are you reading? Cause it's it's basically telling you white people are right. It say that my textbooks too, but it must put in your shit way more. Mm. Like your shit probably really say. We just brought uh, black people over here for a party, and they decided to pick a little cotton for us for like five minutes. You feel me? Five minutes. And my shit is just say, yo, yeah, we brought y'all over. It was kind of our fault, but uh, y'all prevailed. Yeah, <laughs> y'all here. You made it. I found out pancakes was a cool meal. Didn't know pancakes. 
I've been eating, look, I'm a grits eating motherfucker, y'all. So, I fuck with grits. Man. I don't eat grits that, op- that often, but I fuck with grits heavy. I only eat grits that often because, like, I'm on a certain I'm on a certain diet. So, like, sometimes I don't like you. I used to eat oatmeal a lot. So, like, I'm just, like, I'm cool on oatmeal. So, like, oh, yeah. I'll be, like, I'm cool on oatmeal. <laughs> but, like, have y'all ever, like, heard of them shit? So, they'd be, like, yeah, that's a cool meal. That's a cool meal. Nah. Really? Have Fuck. you been to the uh, O-Hop and shit? Never been. Bro. Never been to an O-Hop. It's an O-Hop, I think, in, like, Birmingham. Oh yeah, that one. On Woodward. Yeah, oh, bro. They got a Confederate flag in that bitch. Do they? Wow. I fucking love OHOP though. That's so, wild. Damn, that sucks. My neighbor That's got a Confederate flag. And I was like, kind of hurt because the hostess, she she had to work there, bro. She black. Mm. And I'm like, if I if I was in this situation, like I wouldn't want to work here. I would assume got some money. But at the same point, you got to think of it like, what if motherfuckers really need this job? Mm. I'm black, but you feel me? I ain't I ain't got enough to go here and go here. Mm. So I got to work this job. That shit torturous. That shit torturous. You got to choose between your identity and if you eat. Ain't that shit wild? I mean, didn't they pass a bill, Supreme Court, talking about they can discriminate against you for having locks? I think I heard some shit about that. Like, employers can discriminate against you if you have, like, locks or certain, like, hairstyles now. That's stupid. It's it's crazy. And you, and you know it's going to be on us. They're messy. I was like, no, they're not. I know some very, like, people with very neat locks, bro. Like, very neat locks. So, I don't know. It's just, it's just odd, bro. Mario, you good, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, this nigga, I swear I think I saw this nigga. <laughs> Shit, am I alright? <laughs> oh, let me drink this Kool Aid. <laughs> Shit. I was, uh, my man's had texted me about tonight. <laughs> he was. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight gonna be lit. Cool, you ever call so hard you sweat, you, nigga? <laughs> you said this Kool Aid what? Yeah, you get hot as fuck. Kool Aid gonna hit you. It's gonna hit me. It's gonna be, stack. I'm gonna be blow. <laughs> I'm gonna be in this. Wait, that's weed Kool Aid? Hell yeah! Hell yeah, yeah weed oh, Kool Aid. Shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. regular Kool Aid from the dispensary. Shit, nigga. Let me get that blue. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That <laughs> that blueberry dream. <laughs> Bring it over here. This shit smell good as fuck. I don't even drink Kool Aid like that. <laughs> I, mean, I drink Kool-Aid, but I drink do say a lot. <laughs> Rob, shut the fuck up. <laughs> this nigga caught the phone sinking. <laughs> this nigga. I ain't even at my house, bro. Hey, shit. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> I would be downtown, so I don't know when this X concert going to be. I love, bro. I'm going to text you. When I niggas can link up, maybe after the DMX concert, some shit. This going to depend, because I just drank this weed Kool-Aid, so I don't know what's going to happen. How potent is it? I don't know. It's my first time having it, bro. <laughs> I'm scared. Right, what's the TAC level in that bitch? I need to know. I got some say at the crib. 
I bought some wine from the Eastern Market. All juice. All juice. You know, you know what really be getting them, bro? We got this. Make a chick a cup of tea, bro. Drop some honey in that motherfucker. The wrong honey. It's, it's crazy. It's lit. <laughs> it's lit, bro. I'll be like, yeah, you want to come over for some tea and shit? You know, we come over for some tea. Mm. Let's have a tea party. Yeah, we can have a tea party. Tea bag. Tea bag. Tea bag. But no, that shit really live, but... Man, I'm happy you came on the podcast for real. Man, I appreciate it, dog. Man, smoky as fuck. Hey, we was all over in this podcast. It's because it's Thanksgiving. We blow as fuck. Dog. We hotbox my dirty ass whip, and we <laughs> did what it did. Cause real niggas do real things. So, shout out your Twitter and your Instagram accounts, bro. Uh, my shit, damn. <laughs> <laughs> my Twitter. Is Sir Casper, Casper with a K, Sir Casper underscore. My Instagram is Sir dot Casper, Sir, the little period, and then Casper with a K. Mm. Follow me, y'all. I'll follow you back. Shit, let's get to liking. Dude, you're a great tweeter, bro. And the nigga got too much sauce, bro. The nigga had the sauce in high school, bro. The nigga was seasoned. Jesus. Niggas, niggas gotta be seasoned. You know what I'm saying? Man, high school was a good time. Man, but now I'm living better. Man, living better now. Coochie sweater now. <laughs> Sky's the limit. And that's literally my favorite song, bro. I damn near shed a tear disguises a little bit once. I like, went from ashy to classy. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Yo, can you add a song at the end of the podcast, bro? Bro, I would love to do that shit. I have a fucking, a, like, my theme song for New Year's Eve, bro. I, I play this song damn near every day. It gets me hype every time I hear it. What is it? Two chains. Good drink. Bro, that's that shit. Yo, good drink. Uh, <laughs> yes, bro. Every time. I just... Man. I'm going to have to see if we can do that because I don't want no copyright problems. But we can definitely... <laughs> I'm gonna see if we could do that shit. I would love to. I would love to. I fuck with that shit. Two Chains been shitting on niggas. Really? Don't nobody talk Silently. about it. Silently. Silently. If you can't, shout out to that song. Y'all go listen to it. Man. Wow. Two Chains, Titty Boy is great. When I heard that nigga spaz on uh, Jack Thriller on um, Drink Champs. Yeah. That shit. He like, pussy nigga. I was like, your mama pussy nigga. I was like, oh, goddamn. <laughs> that nigga was going off on that nigga. I was like, I can't wait for a rapper to spaz on me, nigga. I would love for a rapper to spaz on me. I need a Birdman moment, nigga. I need a Birdman or a Beanie Siegel moment. You ever, uh, you see that interview? With Beanie Siegel? Yeah. And him talking about the meek shit? Yeah, and him talking to Charlemagne. Because he had one with Tax. He had one with Charlemagne. We talk about this later. We about to end the podcast, y'all. <laughs> y'all have a great day. Have a Loose great night. Loose. Enjoy it. We blow this fuck. Happy oh, Thanksgiving. Man. Tune in for the next episode of Match Map. We got some crazy shit coming for you niggas. Look out. Tell your girls I said hey because she like me. My Tell phone follow just, me on Twitter. Follow him on Twitter. You might not want to follow me on Twitter, baby, because you going to cheat on your man because you don't realize a nigga need to treat you right. Treat you right and disrespect you honorably. You know what I'm saying? Because real niggas do real things. So, peace, love, hair grease, and chicken wings. We about to get some Jamaican food. Fuck it, beloved. Let's get it.